a lot by listening to your elders. You should stay a while and listen. This is God. Everyone dies. Ugh, that's a little dark. I mean, it's true, but it's dark. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Core. This is Core. We're here to talk about Heroes of the Storm. It's Wednesday, June 27th, 2018. I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger. And we're diving right in, man. Diving right in. Hey, we got new shirts. Hold on a second. Let's get this camera out a little bit. All right, Bo and John, you are wearing Horde and Alliance jerseys. Sent to us by uh, Blizzard Entertainment, the Heroes team. These came out of nowhere. Uh, the backs of them have these cool, uh, 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 what do you call <laughs> Bo's flexing. He's a bow flex. That's great. I'm swole. Uh, nice. Hold on. That, I like that Scott makes the bow flex joke and then just backs away from the microphone. I'm done. Yep. I'm out. Yep. Bow flex was too good. I don't need to be on the show anymore. Had to drop the mic. So we get these. They came with a letter. The letter says... Uh, you can't go into battle for your faction without the proper attire. Enjoy the surprise. And remember, for the Horde, mine says, I assume Bo says for the Alliance or something. It yeah. It, it says, hey, don't let this decision get you down. Yeah, don't be too bummed out about being the Alliance. I didn't decide anything. They knew what I, what I was Alliance and sent it to me. I didn't have to ask. No, they asked. You didn't. They, she asked all of us what our favorite thing was or what our favorite faction was. And then she we told them. Me. She didn't ask you? Or maybe she nope. asked me. Looks like she doesn't have to ask Bo. No, I think what I happened is she, is. now that I think about it, and now I remember, she asked me to confirm everybody's faction preference, and I told her you liked Alliance. That's what it was. I got asked as well. Yeah. So I I would have laughed if Bo had gotten a horde. You should have just said, we're all hordies over here. <laughs> I mean, the red ones look really good, but um, people have already commented on how nice they look. They they make us look like we're in, um, uh, like on an esports team. We look like a heroes team a little bit mm-hmm. with these things on because they're like legit jerseys. They're super cool, and, and it's got a V neck on it. Yeah, look at that. You can kind of see That's, it. On I think Bo. the first time I've worn a V neck. Yeah, re- ever. Yeah. Oh my lord. I don't like V necks. Well- Welcome to the party. Wait, why? <laughs> why do you like do? a V-neck? What's up with that? What's up with well, the... What's wrong with the circle neck that you need a V-neck for? <laughs> like, it's a real Seinfeld thing, but I'm like, what was wrong with the circle neck that we got to have a V-neck now? Well, you what's just, next? You just mean in general? A Y-neck? You mean like Wait, a... I think that probably exists. You mean like, generally that. speaking, why is there a V-neck at all? Is what you mean. Right? Yeah. Not in this I, I case. I just look at it and go, it's not a shirt. <laughs> And I go to the I go to the, the the shirt I've been wearing all my life, which is the one with the hole for my head. Yeah, I don't know. Well, Mo just doesn't person. know why we invented this technology. He's like, you got the hole. Like, what's it for? We're done. Like, why like did we get, feel the need to improve on it? Like, I get you know, there's shirts again. Women wear a variety of tops with different you know cuts and things like that. But the V neck, it's still up on my neck. Yeah. Like why did it? Why did we have to make it an angle? <laughs> I love that this is the perplexing part of this. We get these rad shirts; they're super cool, and obviously you like the shirt. You're so you're you're into the shirt, but it's like you and the bush and the food and the bush and the and the Reinhardt walking by. It's just both thinks of things we don't think of, and that's fine. I you know what? I've never asked the question why are V necks even a thing? I don't know. I'm kind of with you. What's the deal? 
Let's just make them all round. I don't know why there's a little V there. Somebody likes it. Who I don't know. the V? Well, it, I mean, but is it just a style choice or is there practicality to it? That's my question. Like It, it elongates my neck and makes me look less dumpy. <laughs> if you're a hairy guy, maybe it, it you can get some voluptuous chest hair out of there, out of the V. That's not an issue for me. Or me either. I'm like a baby. In there. <laughs> that doesn't help me in that regard. I mean, I've got the hair for it. Yeah, that's what we want to do. Definitely have the frozen oh, video. Oh, not that much. Is the, his video frozen for you? Yeah, it is. And I was like, Bo's like getting strangely intense about yeah. this V-neck discussion. Because you're talking, we hear you, but your face is frozen. Oh, all right. Well, maybe it'll catch up at some point. Yeah, we'll let if it. If not, I might drop from the call and come back. We'll let it slide. It's totally fine. I mean, I think it froze at a perfect spot. So <laughs> Looks pretty good. I think it's very good. It's like consternation written on that face. Anyway, uh, big, big thanks for the faction pride that we're all feeling now uh, to Blizzard. Honestly, we didn't know why they were asking what our preference was. So to see that pop up in the mail was a was a lovely surprise. And uh, that was really nice of them. So thanks, guys. I'll probably wear mine to BlizzCon this year at some point. Have it on during the proceedings and um, show my uh, my horde, my horde bias where everyone can see my bias hanging out. Yeehaw. All right. All this focus on Horde versus Alliance, though, and Heroes has been fun, right? We've been enjoying it. Um, I think a lot of us, well, I think John, I speak for John and I at least. Oh, Bo, you're moving now. We see you now. Hi. I don't know what your camera was doing. Uh, there, <laughs> there was a... Uh, <laughs> you throwing me, I can't remember what I was saying. Oh, 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 so, oh. So, 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 so blinding. Everybody's, so everybody's on kind of a world of warcraft uh hibernation until their new content comes out in august so uh there's not you know not feeling a lot of horde versus alliance love over there but nicely it's uh showing up in heroes of the storm even though there's really little consequence in a game like heroes uh but it's still a cool thing so i like this event i think it's going all right uh however that said John thinks we need a Sylvanas and Anduin announcers, more faction pride items, that kind of stuff. Uh, you tell me more. Why do you want those two in there? Why do we need whiny Anduin yelling about the cores getting attacked? Why is that a thing you want in your life? Uh, for balance. Yeah. It's so we can get an amazing announcer in Sylvanas and we can keep the Alliance happy by saying, and we gave you Anduin too. Why did I think she was already in here? As an, an announcer. Why was I thinking that? I think because she's been a hero for forever. Yeah, it just feels like she like, should be in there. And I just didn't have her. would make sense, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a so, little bit weird. So I, I would like a Sylvanas... Uh, I would like a Sylvanas announcer. And now that she's our war chief proper, uh, for good or for bad, uh, I feel like they should give her some voice lines to go along with it. I think we need that for the horde in mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Really loud and ringing. Yeah. Uh, as a as a taunt, I think it's time to lean in to these faction leaders. And okay. Give us more stuff. All right, Bo, make an argument for Anduin. Uh, how would he sound? He <laughs> he'd get up there and go, ah, Dad, I think I can do it. Give me your sword. I don't know what I'm doing. How how uh, would Anduin go? Hopefully, Anduin dies a swift death. That's fine with me. <laughs> oh man! Wow. His Anduin, not the reason to like Alliance. <laughs> okay, that is not what I expected. I, I figured mean, you'd be a staunch it, Anduin supporter for some reason. That he, had could, that he could turn around. That armor is pretty badass looking. The Brad Pitt moment was all right. Yeah. He looks pretty sweet in that trailer. Yeah. 
I haven't seen or heard of any of the BFA content. Battle for Azure? Yeah, BFA. So I don't know. Maybe he'll be cool. But as it stands today, up to the end of Legion, uh, Anduin, yeah. Let's, I let's like. Make... Let's make quick work of Anduin and get uh, get a real faction leader in there. Oh wow! I like the part of the cinematic where Greymane is uh, hovered over something and he says, "Anduin, you stay back now." And Anduin just keeps going, "What's in the box? What's in the box?" <laughs> no, no, boy, Greymane, boy, you stay back. Box? You stay back. You don't want to see this, boy. <laughs> That's totally how that went. Yeah. Uh, and in the box was a green mist from his dad's whatever. All right, so here's the thing about Anduin. BFA doesn't stand for Battle for Azeroth. It stands for Big Effing Anduin. So I actually kind of like him. I'm not a fan of the Alliance necessarily, but I like how he's stepping up. He's Manduin now, and he's going to kick some A. So, Bo, I, I see your criticism and raise you a... Uh, I think he's a fine faction leader and is going to do just great down the road. You wait and see, buddy. <laughs> I'm really squaring off like a, like a guy in the schoolyard here. It's a real uh, bully uh, moment. Uh, His but, voice actor is the one who read the uh, the new Christie Golden Book. If you got it in audiobook form, yeah, and, he is. Uh, did you read it? Job. By the way, did you finish it? Is what I meant. I did. Yeah, and your uh, give me your overall take. Spoiler free take. How did it? How did it go there for you? Uh, spoiler free take. I enjoyed it. I think Christie Golden does a very good job in the Warcraft universe. Um, I don't know that it sold me on this conflict as much, but it made me understand why everybody's freaking out about Azerite, mm. which up to this point has been, you know, cinematics of people looking at a thing going, oh, this is great. Mm. Uh, once you can get in their heads during those moments, you get a better idea of why they care about this. So it well, was uh, it was enjoyable. Here's a sample of uh, Josh Keaton, who plays Anduin. Here's him reading. Pieces of equipment clanking perilously against one another. I hate sand, he continued. I hate the sun. And oh, oh yeah, boy, do I really, really. It sounds like Gazlo or something. Is that who he's doing? Yeah, he's, that's him doing the voice of a goblin. A goblin? Okay, that makes sense. Were they really yeah, leaning? Yeah, goblin voices are actually on, on uh, we'll say fleet, because I can't <laughs> think of another word. <laughs> oh, this is, okay, never mind. Sorry. What, 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 what? what? I saw, there's, um. There's a video, uh, an auto-tune video about I Hate Sand because Anakin says that in oh, one of the prequel movies. Yeah. And it's like, I hate sand, I hate sand, I hate I hate the sand so much. You know, it's just, anyways. That, that audio thing they reminded me of it. I was like, <laughs> is this Star Wars? <laughs> I wow. hate sand. That's fantastic. Well, he was known, Anakin did say he hated sand, right? When he was talking to... Padme about their future together, and he was like sitting in the sand talking about how he hates it. And yeah, 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 that's what it's from. Anyways, we'll gets, get to you after. Gets in his swimsuit and all that stuff. He was saying, <laughs> "Yep, I hate sand." Yeah, Padme. It gets in like it gets in my crotch. Anyway, there's that. Hey, uh, uh, let's talk about what's going on. There's some changes today, little ones, lots of them though, in today's patch which uh, I watched gleefully as it came down, thinking, hey, maybe there's something good in here. So let's find out if there was. Patch day in the Nexus. Lots of little changes. Here are your highlights. Rhaegar getting some buff to his heals. That's pretty good, both to his chain heal and his ancestral healing, which is his, uh, one of his ultimates. Healing talents buffed across the board. I was not aware that Rhaegar was uh, in the dumps when it came to his healing abilities. I haven't seen him much, but maybe that's why. But... Uh, 
Good changes, you guys figure? What do you think, Bo? Rhaegar getting his getting his comeuppance there. And Bo's frozen. Can he not hear you anymore? I can't hear you guys, but I'm having trouble with Discord. It's funny, I'm not having trouble with any other software. I don't know what it is. Oh, weird. I don't know <laughs> either. Just, well, it's... You can't hear our response, so I'm sorry. <laughs> Can you hear us now? Yeah, it just, oh. it just kicks in. <laughs> it kicks in for a few seconds and then stops. Oh, I don't, so what's I don't I can't that? explain it. It's like... I don't know what that we, is. We, we run three hours on the weekend with zero problems, so I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I don't either. There was an update where they added some their games tab in there, and maybe it's fiddling with somebody's stuff, but I don't know. Weird. That's just the kind of luck we got. Okay, so Rhaegar, you like his changes? What do you think? Um, well, I, he was becoming an unfavored pick for the most part, uh, and it looks like, I think the complaint with Rhaegar has always been that, like, he's both, for support, he does a lot of damage, has a lot of output, so they've been peeling that back, but they also peeled back his, his healing. So this sort of bumps up the healing side of him a little bit, which I think is going to put him more in his role. I don't know, it's good. If he sees more play, that's a good thing. Yeah. I like Rhaegar. Uh, I don't, nothing in nothing in in here screams like he's going to be, uh, you know, top pick all the time kind of thing. Although, I mean, yeah. maybe, but that's a little stuff. I mean, a lot of good support options now. Yeah. I don't know if it's there. I don't know if it, how it's going to work. I don't play him enough to look at these and say, oh, it's clearly going to do this. But it definitely seems like they want to try to push him away from the one trick pony. Like you just you're there to do an ancestral at a clutch time and. Other than that, you know, I guess do other Rhaegar things. Mm -hmm. So we'll see if that works. That's true. Like lately, I feel like if you see Rhaegar, he's just in there to bully people and do the whole uh, dog bite thing and and um, bloodlust and all that. Like he's doesn't seem like much of a support. Not in a traditional support way. So this brings him back in line maybe with some of that stuff. Uh, Phoenix yeah, got some works. changes. His level scaling went from uh, 4.25 to 4%. Why? That's lower, though. That's not good. That's a nerf, isn't it? Isn't that lower? That's a pretty big nerf. He's he's actually seeing uh, seeing some pretty steady nerfs across a lot of his abilities. Well, that's um, not, I didn't realize he... I thought he was in a good place. Shows what I know. Like, his win rate looked average to me. I don't see anything too crazy going on with him. I mean, I don't know. I don't get it. Uh, I mean, I know that uh, our friend Gizmozord has been doing nothing but climbing. I think I read that he got into platinum off of just playing Phoenix games nonstop. Whoa. Uh, which is which is pretty crazy. Phoenix is really strong. I think the, the problem that you run into with Phoenix is he has... There's a lot of characters in this game that require a lot of skill to execute and play very strongly. And people tend to avoid those heroes pretty frequently because... You know, it's it's hard to do, and that's why you see characters like Vala remain very popular for a long period of time and all of that. I think Phoenix is one of those characters that you play Phoenix, you understand how he works. He's easy for just about anybody to get on and be effective yeah. um, and be strong with. And so I think the people who can take him that next step are really overperforming with him. Uh, Bo, your favorite build is the E build. Does any of this... Yeah. Uh... It's not a it's not a top performing build or a popular build, but I just like there's one where on kills you reset the cooldown of warp, turning Phoenix into Genji kinda. And then when you warp, you get instead of 125% attack speed to the the pew pew pew, not the big balls. 
um, I forget their names. <laughs> the uh, repeater cannon um, is now increased to 175%. 175% increased attack speed. Wow. It's crazy. You warp, because whenever you're warping, there's always this fake out thing you do where you're like, I'm going to warp away because I'm taking too much damage. Psych! I'm in your face! Pew, 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 pew. And it's really fun. <laughs> thing to do so they're just making that even easier to do so i'm happy with that as a phoenix player uh, i don't know if i like being on the receiving end of that but we'll see yeah that sounds rough 175 percent increase uh, that's gotta the crazy be crazy thing is yeah. his scaling is down to four percent from 4.25 right and that's pretty i didn't realize he had a 4.25 scale what does that mean for those who are Aren't I? no you're here do you hear us I think yeah, Bo, I think we Bo, can hear you. I think Bo's internet. Oh, you can hear me? Okay, me. no one's yeah. moving. Okay, sorry. Uh, <laughs> this is bad. I'm sorry, you guys. Sorry, listeners. Sorry. Right. Uh, the level scaling went from 4.25 to 4%, and it must be in a patch note somewhere, but you know, I always knew Zagara had lower scaling because she was considered an early game hero mm-hmm. at 3% per level, but I didn't realize he had that little buff. Mm. That's not late. That, you know what? This percentage scaling thing... They need to put a big fat number in that. Some if it's in the info panel, I need to look for it to see if it's there. It should be in. It should be stats in the select screen. Yeah, this is huge. Can you this explain? Scales out of control. Expa- explain crazy. to me even how it works because I don't even think I totally understand. Well, so when you hover over your characters in the hero select screen for quick match, yeah. it'll tell you what the damage of everything is. Mm-hmm. But here's the confusing part: take Kalthos, hover over and find out how much damage Pyroblast does. I believe it's telling you the level one damage. Mm. So let's say it's a thousand. Okay. So you're like, oh, sweet, Pyroblast does a thousand. But you don't get that talent and that, that ultimate till 10. So it's not a thousand damage at level 10. You've gained 10 levels to get that. And every level, your character significant stats, I'm not even sure what they all are, like health, mana, maybe auto attack damage, increases by a factor. I think the, the average, the most frequent one is four. Mm. I think yeah, almost all the is baseline and almost all the characters have four percent. Right now, there are some exceptions where this is tuned differently. Zagara, I think, had three percent for the longest time, and it was big deal in the last balance patch that they moved her back to four percent, and now she's insanely strong. And same deal, I guess. Here is he was four point two five percent. That's, I mean. That's important. <laughs> so so that's always the frustrating thing about when you're reading abilities on the Hero Select screen. It's like, this does 50 damage. Yeah, but it's going to do a lot of damage at level 12 when you're really going to get online, or level 13 when you're going to get online and pick a talent at level 13 that improves it. Mm. So having at least that information be transparent for those of us who want to make some... I don't mind whipping out a calculator and finding out what does Pyroblast do at level 10 if that's how they need to display it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so all the characters in the game have a level scaling factor, and it's a big deal when a hero has lower or higher uh, on a character. Right. So a good way to look at it, Scott, is if a character typically scales lower than 4%, mm-hmm. what you're seeing is typically a character that has a lot of ability power right up front. They, they would be considered maybe without the scaling, very strong right out the gate. Mm. They scale slower because if they scaled faster, they would be you know, very powerful kind of throughout the game. 
by scaling slower, they ramp up at a slower rate than other heroes around them. Mm. So that's why Bo mentioned with Zagara, lower scaling means Zagara is more in line with the other characters at the start of the match. Whereas you look at a character, I think it got mentioned in the chat, Butcher, who scales, uh, who has a higher scaling rate. Butcher actually has a hard time in the early game because he's got to collect his meat. He's yeah. got to figure that out. He's got to take care of that. So he scales at a higher rate to kind of keep him acceptable in the mm -hmm. early game where he typically would struggle. So it it shifts. They It's another number that they can tweak back and forth, but it's basically there to help adjust a character's power throughout the length of the game. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Um, I would also like to see these numbers then. Like, I think that's a great thing. I wonder if this data exists anywhere. If, if Blizzard's not giving it to us, is there any other way to glean that? Has anybody else done math and figured out, oh, freaking, uh, I don't know, Li Ming has way slower scaling than, uh, or way smaller percentage scaling than, than I don't know who else I could think of. Um, Karazim, who probably punches harder later on. I, I'd be very curious about that. But um, it doesn't sound like we know. So who knows? The only two I know about, well, the only one I knew about was Zakara, actually. And now it, this makes two I, I'm aware of, although Phoenix no longer counts. Mm. So if there's another one, I don't, I haven't, it, I don't know. Mm. It's, it's going to be a Google search in just a second. Yeah. So you can, I'm on Heroes Hearth yeah. um, as just a website, for example. Um, and it does list under the vital scaling. And I think mm. that's general overall scaling. Like if, if they if they change it to where it's not uniform across the board, which is what we're seeing them do with Phoenix here and now, um, that stat may not be accurate, but uh, it will show the the scaling for the hero on their page. Okay. Uh, I would imagine Hotslogs probably shows it as well. Well, there you go. Um, maybe something to be gleaned there. Zuljin is getting his Amani Rage baseline. Someone explain that to mm -hmm. me. I don't play mm -hmm. him. Why is that good? Uh Amani Rage is a talent, I believe, at level seven. Um, could be four. I can't remember. Um, but uh, basically, actually, I don't know if I'm going. But it's a talent that basically what it does is it cuts it cuts your health down by fifty percent of what you have, I believe. Um, so if you have full health, you'll drop to fifty percent. Fifty percent is an important number for Zuljin because certain talents come online, um, but it can also be used to bring your HP down to minimal which helps increase things, say, like guillotine. Mm. Guillotine's damage is significantly increased the less health you have. But so in, or sometimes you want to use your guillotine or use your abilities, and you have 75% health, and you're not taking damage. So this talent is a neat little trick to cut your damage, cut your health, drop it really low, and then it self-heals over time. So let's say let's just assume for a second you drop to 1 HP. The talent will drop you to 1 HP, and then we'll have an effect similar to tapping a well to heal a certain amount back up. So you have a window, which you could be killed, but you can also use your uh, spell power abilities, and then it climbs back up. Or your auto attacks at high attack speed. Okay. So basically they were saying, like, everyone's just taking this talent because it's it's so useful, it'll never not be picked. Mm. Like, it just has to either not be a talent or be baseline, and they went with baseline. Interesting. So, yeah, it increases. It's a level four talent. And uh, it no longer, it used to grant armor as well. I don't, it doesn't say how much healing here, but I'm sure it's a, 
It's a, it's, it's. A, I think it's the same amount you lost. Actually, it's just like temporary health loss. Mm. So, um, interesting thing to know. Another. Uh... I don't know if I love it, but it does make sense. Mm. But how um, do you like? How do you it... like this one? Every time there's a WAT here, I can tell someone's getting excited. Anna, uh, her Shrike now applies doses to structures. How does that work? Yeah. Well, no, these what's are like what? So, I, I'm all for. <laughs> I'm all for understanding that game mechanic because this is me. This is me putting what well, like Amani Rage. What like it's like I'd like some things to make some sense. And you know, how game mechanics mm-hmm. make sense. Like I throw a knife, so it does piercing damage and not bludgeoning damage. Sure, the piercing damage. Like there's a purpose. Piercing makes sense. This is D and D talk, though, but it makes sense in your brain. You're like, yes, yeah, it's a knife. It pierces flesh. Of course, it's piercing damage. Right, but it's like taking a knife and saying, "Well, if you hit with the hilt, it does, it does. I don't know, wood damage. <laughs> like mm-hmm. what? <laughs> it doesn't make you know, it, just, it doesn't resonate." And so I find like a character who can just hurt themselves, cripple themselves just for no reason, weird. And now Anna has in her gun these syringes. I think I think they're syringes that she shoots at people, mm-hmm. and it puts a dose in them. So it'll put a dose of healing on allies, or it'll put a dose of poisony or sleepy stuff on enemies mm-hmm. so it makes logical sense that one of these syringes can't get injected to say a stone tower and poison it <laughs> but that's what it does mm-hmm. and i'm like i get what they're trying to do here shrike right now also applies a self-heal which is a great little upgrade doesn't make sense but willing to suspend disbelief to help make Anna a better character. But this one was like, eh, really? <laughs> so anyway, she gets her dot on structures and she gets to heal off of it, presumably. So here's what I imagine. Mm. I imagine that whatever she's shooting people with is corrosive. Mm. And when she shoots it at a building, the little injector breaks and the corrosive juices uh hit the bricks and it it starts to melt the bricks. I like it. I like her I like that. That's pretty it's good. Like okay. now. No, no, no. That's, that's as far as I'm concerned. Horrifying it's when it comes to people, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. yeah, it is. Yeah, you better hope there are no actual people around. I mean, she's shooting you with needles, is what I'm envisioning for people. Like, she sucks. I'd be terrified of her. I don't yeah. like needles. She's scary. I don't like her at all. Uh, what else? Uh, Zagara, minor numbers nerf. Looks like more uh, could be coming if she doesn't behave. Or sorry, doesn't behave. Touch. What does that mean? She doesn't behave touch. I think he meant though. Although. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? It says uh, more could be coming if she oh, doesn't yeah, behave touch. Yeah, I meant okay. though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's just typing about cigar and thinking about touching. So Cassia is another example of a character I've seen a lot lately for, um, well, I have a chance to play a ton this week, but it seems like almost every other game I'm in, there's a Cassia on the other team or a rando on my team is playing Cassia. So I don't know why the sudden uptick in her, but she's had a change. Seraph's hymn now grants 100% bonus damage to blinded targets. That sounds like a buff. Uh, also, why is she getting played so much more? I felt like she was like one of those characters that disappeared from view forever and we might never see her again. Any theories as to the rebirth of Cassia? Everyone's favorite. I think Cassia <laughs> two was just birthed. You think so? I think... I think... Like, look, I was, we did the show and I was like, Cassie's so boring, I don't play her. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I decided, hey, I'm going to go Q building and play some quick matches and I'm like winning every game. 
just shredding the enemy tanks. Mm. She's amazing. She's again, she's, I think she falls under the hasn't seen a lot of changes uh, like Thrall has and is really strong. And the only thing that makes her uncomfortable to play is her low attack range. I think it's like 4.5 or mm. 4. So she has to get really close to do the auto attack thing. But she's tough. I think the trick with her is I just stop using E. I just pretend it's not there. Wow. Unless unless I need to escape or unless it's like so safe. Because the problem with so her trait is that she takes less damage if she's moving. So why do I press the button that says, I'm not moving, hurt me? <laughs> like it's not worth it. It's just a little cone in front. I'm like, I'll just stay moving and la di da with my spears and um it's really effective it, it's improved my results with her you make me want to play her when you talk she's about good it this way i i'm a i'm a fan of cassia now i like playing her all right well yeah i think there's some element of people haven't seen her in a while too and so you get surprised and you you haven't built up the motor skills to deal with her because you haven't seen her in so long so she does the you know, she does the rush in and she's just stabbing you repeatedly and you just go, ah, what's this? And you walk the long way out of it and take as much damage as humanly possible because you just you just haven't built that muscle memory to deal with her yet of, okay, well, we'll just sidestep around you and stun you or whatever we got to do. Mm-hmm. And also, like Bo said, I think people are playing her smarter where they're using that ability just to quickly finish people off as opposed to that's my cool opener to do a lot of damage and get myself killed. Yeah. yeah. I, I would I wouldn't complain if they just took E out and did a rethink and did something different. Mm. Honestly. I, it's not that it's not so amazing even graphically that it's like, oh, we have to keep this. I just don't like that she has to sit still on a character that's designed to for her to keep moving. Yeah. I don't I, mean, I, I think I think though. well the idea is it's a trade-off. Is it worth standing still to do a bunch of damage? And it's like I don't want to. I don't want to make this choice. Actually, it's not an interesting. It's not. It sounds like an interesting choice on paper and in a design room. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Even now, I admit. Yeah. Interesting choice. Yeah. In game, I never want to do it. Wow. I don't even want to make the choice. All right, Cassia, yeah. more mobile than ever in uh, in Bo's uh, everyday life. <laughs> Maev, Warden's Cage only lasts five seconds instead of seven. It's a little bit of a a dingeringo. Uh, targeted talent buffs. Uh, that seems good to someone who won't woo here. That's probably Bo also. <laughs> yeah, it's woo. It's not a misspelling. Yeah. Uh, you like that then? Uh, I mean, yeah. So we're not going to go over every single change. They're small. Yeah. But they are targeted to talents, and they all generally appear to increase their power from my review, except for Warden's Cage, which honestly, seven seconds is a ton of time. So I don't think this will be a big deal. So, but, John, um, John, you've been playing here a lot. You uh, Any of that ring... Uh, exciting for you uh yeah i think i think overall this is probably pretty good i did take cruel chain at level 16 which saw a pretty significant nerf um but i understand you know they're they're trying to build talent diversity there so that's that's fine uh overall i think these are probably good Uh, i did think that that cage stayed up a little long but i also kind of liked it because you could kind of use it as a weird zoning tool and uh, you could use it in different ways, but five seconds is still a really long time for that to be out there. So yeah, I think it's good. Seven seven fine. seconds is, I mean, what's the longest ability in the game? I don't think anything's much longer than that, right? Yeah, like, like 
this game is so fun because you hear seven seconds to five seconds and it seems like such a short thing but in hero's time that's an eternity oh yeah it's the you worst know, five seconds of something it's just like oh what are you gonna go do bake a cake in the time you're in that cage it's ridiculous i mean mosh pit's not that long um nothing i don't think anything's that long that i can think of five seconds maybe maybe uh arthas's uh ultimate uh thing where he sends his dragon out and puts ice on everybody that's pretty oh cindergrosa yeah that stuff feels long. It's pretty long, but it's a different kind of long. I mean, I don't know. Let's see how long is ETC's mosh pit because that does feel like mosh pit. I think is four seconds. Four seconds, and that yeah, feels like an eternity. It does. When you're trapped in it. <laughs> it really does. There the problem few... is like you have to give, allow some time for the heroes to walk to the wall and push the people in. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Well, we'll see how it that plays out it. for her. Uh, Urel getting some changes. Her first, in fact. By the way, stay around at the end of the show, everybody. We're going to very rapid fire at the end of the show. Give away four Urel codes. <gasps> Brand new Ure- Four the luckiest people yeah. on Twitch right now. If oh, you, my God. If y'all don't have Urel yet and you're thinking, man, I sure could use a goat lady tank, then I got some really good news for you because four of you will randomly walk away with a code a little bit later if you already have her we'll uh we'll give her to whoever doesn't have her but uh that's going to happen here in a bit so stay after the show we'll do it right after the uh the credits roll uh before we start our games anyways you're getting your first changes um and divine purpose or trait cooldown reduced from 10 seconds to 8 seconds avenging wrath or e uh damage from 150 to 225 at level one not with scale okay so at level 10 all right at level 10, it's 4% plus 4% plus 4%, so whatever it is. Or whatever hers is, yeah. Yeah, uh, level- but it's a big jump. It's a big jump. It's, it's a- pretty big, yeah. Seems big, yeah. at least yeah. in the beginning. All right, level 7, Righteous Movement, her W. Urel is no longer slowed while channeling Righteous Hammer. That seems uh, good. Bonus movement speed reduced from 40% to 25%. Got a big no from Bo <laughs> on that one. Or maybe yeah. John. Probably it's both. it's a really interesting that's a really interesting talent that I have a lot of fun with um, because it'll in its original form once you fully charged up your hammer you could run at forty five percent movement speed mm. it's faster than mounted and nothing short of a stun or a silence could I don't even think a, well silence probably can break uh, break it but it felt good to truck around but there were some problems with it uh, notably you couldn't use D because uh, D makes it in everything instant cast. Mm-hmm. So we're getting a lot of benefit there. Um, but one of the interesting complaints that we've seen a lot of is why is Yadel being slowed um, when she's charging up? Mm-hmm. So the key thing, I mean, it's a trade-off. So she doesn't get slowed. And I'm interested to see how that feels, not being slowed while channeling the hammer. So the 50% she loses, she gains in not being slowed down you know, you're chasing someone down. Let me hammer you. Oh, I got a cramp in my leg. Oh, I hope I can keep up. <laughs> you know, like, like it's not, it's not gonna be like that. So maybe it feels better. I don't know. But mm. um, I loved running at forty percent movement speed. There's no, no feeling quite like it. And mm. she was the first to, to deliver it. Yeah, yeah, you zipped around really good. I do think that on paper, at least, again, we got to see how it works out. This feels like this is going to be a win. Because you typically want to hit that button, zip around to the other side, and smack them back into your team. Like, that's the move you're looking to do. 
And when you started the charge and are moving slow and people go, oh, I'm getting out of here and would run away from you, you even with the increased speed, it turned into this kind of long drawn out chase because they'd start to run away and you'd be going slow, slow, slow. Then you'd be going faster than them, but you'd yeah. still be gaining over time. And the ability to make a play off of it is gone at that point. Yeah, they get, now, they get a head start. Now you can actually, you know, use your D, leap over them, instantly have the hammer, adjust how you want, and smack them back to your team. Like, yeah. that's, a, that's a fairly easy move to pull off now. And that's exactly what you want to do with her. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. Using your D to leap. Use your D to leap. D to leap. Uh... <laughs> I love hearing that and saying it. It's great. There's a show title, Deedle Leap. It's pretty good. Um, all right. There's other stuff. Lots of little things, like we said. If you want to read up on all that, go check it out. We're not going to go through each little uh, thing, but you'll get to see in our games later whether or not what? any you, of this affects You don't want to hear that Tracer's attack damage was nerfed from 28 to 27 or something? Like I that? do not want no. to hear that. No. <laughs> I don't want to hear about sad. that. That makes me super sad. And I was just thinking about her this week and that I should be dusting her off a little bit and playing a little Tracer getting her back in my life and uh this is not great news i don't want to hear oh, about her nerfs it's uh, one point of damage still though that'll add up man think about the whole game <laughs> minus one for two things Four. i will add before we move on from patch notes because i think they're probably uh worth mentioning very quickly okay uh johanna there's been a lot of contention that because of the armor changes she's in a real bad place she saw a health and health regen boost who knows if it's enough, but worth mentioning to people who've been worried about Johanna. And the other thing that I think is worth mentioning, uh, which you'll probably find out one way or another, is Volskaya Foundry is now back in the ranked uh, play battleground pool. What? So, what why did they? <clears throat> I assumed it was take. What was it taken out for? Do we know? I think it was just out of the rotation. Oh, because um, that was quick. It's saying to the ranked play battleground pool, which. Uh, I believe uh, the new Alterac map was not in that, so maybe it was leaving them with an even more limited pool than normal. I don't know. Mm. But uh, anyway, it's back, so you have another map you can potentially play on. I actually kind of like that map. So I do too. Good, good on, on it. Yeah, I like that one a lot. Um, all right, let's talk about this uh, part two of the Heroes of the Storm comic thing. Now with 100% more Deckard Kane. Uh, he is all up in this thing. Uh, in fact, chat room, I'm going to show you just the front here. As you can see, our buddy Deckard Kane uh, got a nice logo in his hands. <laughs> and uh, he's smelling it, I think, is what he's doing there. Just taking a big whiff. Oh, this smells weird, he's saying. Now he gains his knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, I haven't read it yet. I would like to know opinions of anyone here who has read it. So who's read it? And did you like it? I have read it. Yeah. What'd you think? I did. I so I was a little we'll say underwhelmed on the first issue. Uh, I think what I said at the time was the whole strength of this world is that you have access to all the Blizzard characters for storytelling purposes. And so in your first comic you put none of the characters we know in it. <laughs> um and that was maybe a little disappointing. This definitely feels like a step in the right direction because now we've got Deckard Kane wandering around. But again, I still feel like they're not leveraging their value, which is we can see Deckard Kane hang out with Tracer and be like, you're weird. Like, <laughs> I, I want to see those interactions. You know, 
that's what we look for in the cinematics. And obviously we're not going to always get new cinematics all the time. It takes mm -hmm. a while. Yeah. So comics are a really good way to kind of make up for that and show it. Uh, this one's just kind of got Deckard in it. Um, it introduces a new character called Orphea. She's the uh, little uh, blonde girl. Yeah, yeah, she's the little uh, anime-looking girl. Mm -hmm. but... She's very. Oh anime. yeah, it, it and it does eventually go on to include the what is she, the Queen of Thor, Lady of Thorns, Lady of Thorns. But they say her name, but I want to say it's Alexandria, but I'm pretty sure that's wrong. And she calls her that. Well, I don't know why they call her that, but at one point she takes her her glove off and her hands got is all thorny. Yeah, they've got a disease. Yeah. Um, because I, I think her husband is the Dragon Knight. Yeah. Oh. He, and so he has turned to stone, and she is turning to stone. Oh, I didn't realize. Oh, oh, they've taken the Dragon Knight, and made him like a. <laughs> That's great. That's great. <laughs> I yeah, like he's, that. He's he's one of the. He's one of them. Wow. That is some He's a character. That is some retcon storytelling. I like it. I'm totally down with it. This looks like he's traveling around. Do they do they talk about that Deckard Kane is dead in here? <laughs> no, he doesn't acknowledge it. Okay. So But he probably wouldn't know, right? Because he got pulled out of a world where he hadn't died yet. And he <laughs> it brings up a good point though. It brings up a good point. Yeah. At what point were these heroes pulled in? Right. Right? Right, so it's like we get the other side, like they evaporated from their world and now they're in this world. But it begs the question: Has Deckard Keen, Deckard Keen, <laughs> has Deckard Kane witnessed the events of Diablo three, or is you know like which thrall is this? Well, a good point. You know, but in so Diablo three, they really leaned into that whole idea that they were ripped from the world because they have those weapons uh, that are drops. Like Johanna's got a weapon in there. Mm -hmm. that says uh, last scene in the possession i can't remember how it was described but something about she was taken i know from what you're talking about though it, yeah. it references the nexus in there for right sure. so those kinds of i really like it when they do that but it feels like maybe that's yeah. they've set themselves up for having to retcon even further but yeah murky definitely came in after legion because we taught him yeah. everything he knows <laughs> in the legion expansion and wow that's like, right that's that's canon. We helped build his arsenal. We had to go collect puffer fish for him. Mm -hmm. uh, that's how oh, he knows how to out do out it. Out in Morheim, right? Mm -hmm. Or uh, was it Morheim? Yeah, isn't there a part of um, uh, part of Legion called Morheim? Oh yeah, yeah. Like There's a, a, it's a, a su subsection of uh, the what, what's the Vikingish Stormheim. one? Stormheim. Stormheim. Yeah. There is an There's area called, called Morheim. This <laughs> is kind of dumb. It's fine. I mean, it's great. Why wouldn't you? I right? like it. <laughs> I think that. That's the kind of thing they're like, hey, look at all these Himes we're adding. Yeah. Well, our CEO's named Mike Morheim. Let's, you know. Let's name perfect. it Morheim. Yeah. He comes from. Let's give him a butte named yeah. after him. <laughs> yeah. Fjord. It, it yeah, it's basically a fjord and a butte. Or a butt. Anyway, what are we saying? Oh, yeah. So uh, there's that. It's uh, it's cool. I'm going to read it. I'll, I'll read it. Of course I will. I read the first one. And, of course, I'll read this. But, uh. I mean, John, after reading it, do you feel like it's just, I mean, are, are, how do you feel about the direction overall? Like, is this going to, you feel strong about where this is leading, that this may take us somewhere cool? Like, you're feeling there. Uh, it's good. I, I, you know, it seems to be right now what they're trying to set up is that this is why we do battle with each other. Like, that seems to be the story they want to tell, is this is why you go beat up the enemy's core. It, yeah. And and that seems to be what they're trying to explain right now. 
And I think it's probably very much in line with what I had kind of kept in my own head about all of this. So there is an element of, oh, okay, it is kind of what I thought it was. Um, but again, I think for me, I'm waiting for that moment where weird characters who shouldn't interact, interact. Right. Like, that's the that's what I'm waiting for to get out of the story, is I want to see dumb interactions. I have put in our Discord chat, and I'm showing now to the chat room, a horse I'm concerned about. <laughs> Why? I don't think this looks right at all. And it's I'm, a little big. It's a little big. The little tiny person is sitting way up on, I don't know where, on the neck of that thing. The way the butt is split there is a little like there's there's an anatomical problem. The leg that should be in the background is leaning kind of MC Escher style into the foreground a little too much on those front legs. I have you know, serious issues with this horse. It's um, it's, I think it's okay. I think it's bad. Uh, maybe I have changed my tune as to what I expect quality wise after reading some of the other comics that yeah. Blizzard has put out. Yeah. Uh, there's a, a particular one where I kind of went, well, oh, that's an artistic decision that they made. Um, I wasn't big on the art in issue one. I actually think it's a lot better here. I, I actually really like the art overall. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, yeah, I do too. Maybe, it's a nice style. Maybe some horses that you don't like very much aside. I think the art overall is very good. Yeah. But it's also a very subjective thing. They might just have big horses too, though. Yeah, these are True. Nexus horses. I mean, you know, they can't explain all the lore. Sometimes they just throw it out there like they have unusually large war horses. Yeah. I mean, if they really, if they wanted to really go for it, they could do all the goofy mounts we have in the game. And like, <laughs> ah, you're riding on a big eyeball there is what you got there, Alarak. Yes, it's a perfect mode of transportation. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, they got clown outfits. Oh. They got freaking... You know, we ever going to see Murden come out and go, hey, look at me and my ice cream looking thing I'm wearing. Like, oh, you know, ice oh. cream Murden needs to be in one of these. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's not going to happen. They're so taking bad. it so seriously. There's no way they do that. I want them to. Wait, but these these could potentially be skins. The last comic we had, the Nexus dudes appeared as skins. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, so this horse could actually appear. <laughs> maybe we'll get a maybe giant malformed horse. horse. Maybe yeah. it's a bigger than the normal skin. model. It looks like it's Tet uh, Tetsuo from freaking Akira after he starts stretching around. That is a bad looking horse. It's not a good Although horse. The only one wearing a different kind of thing is Alexandria. What's her name? I'm looking at the comic now trying to figure her name out. Uh, Alexandria. The Lady of Thorns. Oh, the, it shouldn't say her real name in it. I thought she did. I yeah. don't know. I've, everywhere I've looked. One of the pages isn't even loading for me, so it's um, I can't even see Scott's yeah. thick horse except in the picture he shared. So <laughs> it's fine. Look at that uh, horse. Who's on that I'm curious horse? who, who is Orphea that? is. I'm curious if she's going to be a realm lord or if she's going to be something. I, I don't think know. It's she all... might be. I think she might be a hero. Yeah, so you he... think she's going to be like the Nexus's first original hero? So she's got a coffin strapped to her back. Uh-huh. So she's straight, straight out of Trigun, basically. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, so there's a story there that I don't think we ever find out what's in the container. She stole it from the Raven Lord, I think. Oh. Um so you know, there's a there's a coffin. We don't know what's in there. Like I there's a panel here of Alexandria petting Orphea on the head, not being like, um, you can take the coffin off now. You've been in my kingdom for like a week. <laughs> this is like <laughs> what's this girl's deal she just carries a coffin around mm -hmm. it's normal um 
but there's a sense that she could potentially be a hero. Sure. And I, there was a thread post a little while ago where someone had posted some file names suggesting that this character's name has been in there prior to the comic being released and it could be an event or something. I don't know. It's oh, really? Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And it's not conclusive. There's no definitive like yes or no on this one. But she's not positioned as a realm lord. And she's not an existing announcer. Lady of Thorns, Raven King, uh, fit that description, or Raven Lord. Uh, I guess there was the older lady from the first comic, and no one said that about her. Yeah. She's an old. She's an old. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so no, I'm completely, you know. Oh, young anime girl. She might be hero. Here's the story. Old woman. What? Yeah. A, what? Yeah. I, think I forgot who that was immediately. Old we got Anna and Deckard. Deckard's even in this comic. Old people can help too. Well, Deckard transcends age. I mean, really, he's a icon. But for the most part, you know, everyone was just like, "Who's this lady?" Anyways, whatever. Is I it... was shocked. Oh, I think everyone was like, "Is this old Chromie?" I think. That oh was... yeah, because she did kind of look like Chromie. Um, uh, I was Chromie. shocked to think see that they're pushing uh, the Raven Lord towards being a bad guy. I kind of like the Raven Lord, so I'm surprised that they're making him the villain of the piece because uh, I kind of like him. Who would you I rather? Like, who would you rather? I think they're all be? villains. Well, yeah, they all seem like it, but who? Like the gravekeeper guy? That's your preferred yeah, villain. Yeah, that should definitely be a villain. That guy's a schlub. He subjects us to his map. <laughs> yeah, that makes him a villain right there. That's really the only reason I thought the uh, Raven Lord was a good guy was I like his maps. Right. I can see that. By the way, I'm going to show you one other thing I really don't like. Just okay. real quick here. There's this use of Photoshop and boss tools for this. <laughs> oh, right. I All hate right. that so bad. I mean, look, I'm not... I'm the wrong guy to be looking at this. The thing down down at the bottom says days later or, the, or Alterac Pass. They use the same effect, but I mean, that's just like bevel and boss, copper plate bold, font, ah, bleh, whatever. I'm too picky. I know. I'm too picky. It's fine. It's fine. You're right. It's fine in both ways. It's fine that you don't like it, and it's fine that they did it. I it's agree. I completely agree. All right. Bo bought $100 Canadian in gems last week and spent all of it. Hold on a second. What does 100 bucks in Canadian dollars buy on the... I remember, it's like eight or 9,000 gems or something like that. That seems too so, much for that many. So the Alterac, I meant to throw this in last week, but we had so much. I can't remember. It just fell by the wayside, I guess. But like, last week's show I, was weird. I still like all the skin. So, so comparatively to the Nexomania event, I was A, ready for this one. Yeah. And B, liked everything in it. And C, thought about my payment options because everything was broken up nice and neatly. And I looked at everything and said, I want it all. And I bought the I want it all bundle. I think there was one. Yeah. Then I had leftover money, so I bought all the um, uh, the Yudel skins and one other bundle or something. So but it was great. I spent uh, I spent all of it. What does that cost in U.S.? <laughs> what's the What's the translation uh, there? Do you 130 know? 130 bucks. 130 U.S. It's lower for cheaper for you. Let me go to sexy.com. Sexy. Or Xy. 
Letter X, letter E dot com. I was say, no wonder Bo's internet's struggling today. Yeah. What is Too se- much sex. Oh, sorry. It's the com. other way around. It's $75 US. Oh, okay. That's a, that sounds more right. By the you way, know, that's honestly, I think I spent roughly that between Nexomania and this. Actually, I probably spent more than that because I did the experiment on Nexomania that really came back to bite me in the butt. Which was what? Yeah, Blizzard only got 75 bucks and I spent $100 in it. I hate currency conversion. I know, it sucks. So if you start looking at that, it'll irritate you unless you're on the better end of the deal. Which, I don't know who is these days. I mean, I guess we, you guys are always a little bit more up there. Or at least it seems like it, but it's Our whatever. dollars are worth less. Yes. So I always get bonus money when I change it to American. Who's on your, like, who's on your $1 bill up there? Who do you got up there on there? Who's the picture? Who's the guy? I know, I lose money when I change it. I always get bonus money when I get American. Who's on our money? Yeah. All kinds of people. Canadian Yeah, but we one, want to know on, like, the equivalent of a $1 bill. Yeah, $1 bill. Oh, uh, it's a loony. <laughs> we have a, we have a, a loony on the, on the loony. <laughs> what, what is that? Like, Daffy Duck? We do, too, but his name's Andrew Jackson. Oh, a loon. <laughs> a loon. Right. Oh, a loon. It's a, okay. It's a loon. We um, have a, 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 a buck on a quarter. Yeah. Like a, like a, beer buck. <laughs> a buck on a quarter, not confusing. A sailboat on a dime. Here it is. It's the queen. It's, it's on, a, on the actual money. It's um queen. We have other people too. Yeah, but the queen's on there, and then you got the uh, oh, there's another one. You have another there's dollar like with a dude on Donald, it. And I don't know any other prime ministers. Who cares about Canadian? <laughs> I'm not good with politics, you guys. Uh, oh my gosh, some of these guys. This is great. Uh, I don't know enough Houston, about Canadian. Maybe money. Johnny McDonald. Yeah. This uh um, the the the, the Colonel. <laughs> Colonel Sanders is on yep, there. Ken, yep, he's there. <laughs> uh the annoying lady from across the street on Bewitched, I think, is on one of these. Uh it's, it's that a real... out. Oh, there's a Toonie. Or Looney, whatever you call him. Well anyway. Uh, this I, has been I don't fun. remember who else is on the monies. Yeah. Well, they're just like old white people. <laughs> There's a chaotic nature to it. I like it. They were like, I don't know, put something. On I kind of like it too. Oh, Check here it. I have the names. It's Wilfred Laurier, John A. McDonald, McDonald, Queen Elizabeth II, uh-huh. William L- Lyon Mackenzie King. I think you just call him Mackenzie King. Names. And yeah. Robert Borden. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why those sound so plain. They just do. I know it's just our like prime ministers a group of neighbors yeah. that got together and like talk you want about money. Their, when Americans talk about the president, they're like, "Oh man, this president is amazing," or "He was a villain." Like they're always infamous. Yeah, they tend to get a little. And, we get dramatic. Like, yeah, the ones that I know aren't on money. Like I know about Trudeau's dad. Right, he was the, the other Trudeau. The I can't remember his first name right now. Pierre, wasn't um, it? Pierre Trudeau, I think. Oh, that's it. Pierre Trudeau. Yeah. I don't know why I know that. <laughs> Scott, know, better Trudeau. in Canada than both. <laughs> uh, there's Brian Mulroney and he and John Chrétien. I saw him give a speech, a commencement speech at the university. His so, last name. Jean Chrétien. Yeah, his last name sounds like you're spitting something. It doesn't sound like a name. It's, it's French, Chrétien. Chrétien. Oh. It means Christian, I think, in English. Or I think oh. it's, no, no, never mind. I made that up. That was a play <laughs> I was working on. Never mind. <laughs> but like <laughs> I was working on a fictional character based on Jean Chrétien called John Christian, but it wasn't in the literal translation. I just made that up. But then in my head I said We oh, no, are that's fact. deep in this anyway, rabbit hole, right? Whatever, whatever. Tell me um, about your sweet play. Jean Chrétien is great because he punched a guy yeah, while he was 
Really? Man, John, you didn't you say the words earlier? Last week was a weird show. I think this uh-huh, is a weird I show. Did. I think this is the weird one, actually. I feel like Bo heard that and took it as a challenge. He's like, let me tell you about my play. <laughs> well, here's the nice thing, Bo. Oh, you... I didn't want to plug my play. No, no, no. <laughs> one of these days, I do want to hear about your play. That's an honest truth. It never got written. It was notes. <laughs> it's yeah, not, it's... but you were writing a play? Yeah, hey, I've written several plays. But, I, but, 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 what? <laughs> None of which you've heard of, although oh. a few have made production in like a local theater when I was in the university. What? Really? Mm-hmm. Bo, I love that. I didn't know this. I like to hear these things, but you're you're quite the journeyman here. I'm I'm a man of the theater. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> didn't you know I'm a playwright and a director? I I'm love the artistic director of a <laughs> of a theater troupe here in Ottawa. I mean, no wonder you're good at DMing. You're like you got it in you to run the yeah. Run the show. So at university, I studied theater as my undergrad. I just didn't graduate, so I don't identify as a university graduate. Right. I spent four years in the university uh, environment. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that's cool. See, I didn't know any of this. How do we learn these yeah. things on the air? It's crazy. Yeah, this is good. Did I'm you spend? We, I'm glad we did it. Did you feel the like your? Did you feel like your hundred bucks is well spent? Is the point? Your hundred um, toonies. Yes. Toonies. Yeah. Like, it depends which side of bow you're asking. The mm. part that's like give money to heroes because I like this game and I want to fund it support. Yes. The side of me that's like you didn't really actually buy anything. No, <laughs> I hate all free to play games. Right. I think the, I think it's stupid, but um, yeah, it's the world we live in. But it's the game you love, and so you're going to support it. I want access to the stuff. The game's designed, you know, and if I like yep. the game, I want access to the stuff. I got to pay the money. Makes perfect sense. Totally get it. All right. Well, there's that. Uh, finally, uh, before we go, I have a quick piece of trivia to share with you guys before we go to our email. And it goes like this, okay? There's some Heroes of the Storm trivia you may not know. I should have music for this. Hold on a second. Because this is too good to not have something. Um, how about... Uh, no, 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 no. My no. dear... <laughs> wait, wait, it took wait. so long for Scott to get to the... No, that's, not, that's football. Um, let's <laughs> I'm see. I'm excited. I can't find a good... Uh, let me just... Yeah, this is, that's, that's the old instance theme. I, okay, here we go. All right. All right, we have some uh, some trivia for you in the world of Heroes of the Storm. See if you guys knew this. Uh, Alarak's Discord Strike is named for one of his or one of John Delancey's previous roles. Extra illusion points for being his Q ability. Huh? Huh? You get it? Do you understand? Q? Have you seen the next generation, Bo? I, well, I get the yeah. Q, but where does the Discord come from? Oh, because oh, he throws Discord. Is yes, that, it? that is correct. That's the, they, they named it after that because of him, because he was the voice. Causes Discord. Uh, how about this one? Zul'jin being a Tony Mont- Montana, or Montagna, I don't know how you say it, shout out is fitting since Andre Sogaluguzu, who voiced Tony Montagna's Scarface, The World is Yours. So the guy who did the voice acting for Tony Montana, Montana, and also did the voice for Zul'jin, is uh, that's where that reference comes from. These are really great. Stick with me here. I got more. Are you mixing Joe Mantegna with Tony Montana? I probably no, his am. name in that movie really is like Montana. Like it's not. It's not Montana, okay. is it? Yeah. Okay. It, no, it's like Montana. Uh, how about this one? Ascended, ascended Fanon. What does that even mean? I'm gonna look that up. A fanon that has been elevated above all the other fanon around it. (laughs) 
After much clamoring from the fans, Blizzard announced that Asmodunk's legendary skin on March 10th, 2016. People have been making jokes about worker unit heroes in the game since its release. Cue the appearance of Probius and the Probius droid. What does that have to do with anything? I don't know why. This is written terribly. Let me keep moving here. We got another one. Celebrity voice actor. El Guapo, the announcer for Nexomania, is voiced by Arturo El Rudo Riviera, a famous Lucha uh, Lucha Libre commentator. These are terrible. Okay, let's try this no, one. That, that one. That's fine. No, I know, but we knew that already, didn't we? Can we can't, yeah, we kind of knew did. that? We did know that. All right. Um, let's see. Samuro is also the name of the lead singer of the Toran Chieftains, who is also performed by Samwise Didier. We knew this. However, that one we knew. Yeah. the Blade Master makes it clear that they are two different people. So, is this from IGN? Nope, somewhere else. Uh, <laughs> somewhere else. All right, I got you one more. Give your sources. You just. Well, I'm now embarrassed by this source because these aren't as good as I thought they were going to be. No, they've been fine. They've been all right. He's <laughs> got with the sexy.com. I was like, hey, the heroes <laughs> There were a couple in there that I didn't exactly follow the writing. Hard yeah. to say if it was in how it was read or in how it was written, but uh, I think they've been okay. Okay, how about this? How about this? Act Voice actors in the game who do two characters or more. All right? This will be fun for you. Okay, I know Matt Mercer. He does Ragnaros and Rhaegar. He does Ragnaros and Rhaegar. That is correct. Uh, okay. Laura Bailey does both Vala and Jaina. I did not okay. know she did Vala. That was news to me. Michael Mc- McConaughey does King Arthas and Uther and Zul and Kel'Thuzad. That dude's wow, busy. Wow, that's yeah. a lot. Yeah, He's also in Samurai Shampoo. I reckon Uther. It's like when you start hearing Uther in your anime, you're like, Oh Isn't Artanis and Garrosh the same guy? Uh, hold on, Artanis. I don't know where I heard that, but I heard that. Oh yeah, here it is. Uh, right. Patrick Seats sets. However you say it, does Crown Prince Arthas, Artanis, Garrosh, and Cho? That's crazy. Uh, first class seats. Steve Bloom does Abathur, Butcher, Rexar, and Dahaka. Uh, Gray Delizzi. I don't know how you say that name. Does both Nova and Lei Ming. Chris Metzen, as we know, does both Thrall and Varian. Uh, Matthew Mercer, Rhaegar and Ragnaros, you mentioned that. And uh, finally, Michael Gull does both Tassadar and Deckard Kane. Did you know that? Oh, interesting. I didn't know he was Tassadar. I didn't know that either. There's a link, though. I fooled you all. I am also Deckard Kane. I would have never guessed that. I just want to hear Deckard Cain quickly transition into Tassadar. He's just like, hello, friend. Stay a while and listen to me. Just all of a sudden yelling. Anyway, I got this. I'll tell you my sources. I found it on tvtropes.org, which I love a lot for other things. But they had a whole area of trivia on Heroes of the Storm. And what it is is they they connect tropes from TV and movies and how they're used in the game Heroes of the Storm. That one with the various actors is called Talking to Himself on both ways, let's see, with some role reprisal. So Talking to Himself and Role Reprisal are forms of TV tropes that they say are in effect here because people are playing two characters or more. Uh, anyway, I thought it was it was going to, when I read this earlier, it seemed really interesting. Now It was good. Now I'm closing this tab and good. never looking at it again. I don't I know want why this you to didn't be... think it went well. I, I don't think know. it went fine. I don't know. I think I want this section to come back again and this music to be used. <laughs> I think this music really sets the mood here on Core. Yeah. Uh, oh, look, it's perfect timing. See, it just ends very nicely. 
dance if you look. It's like we just finished our dance. It's time to go home. We will kiss at the doorstep, and your parents nice. will never know you were gone. I don't know. You've been posting some weird gifts lately from one of your accounts from old movies, and they are weirding me out. <laughs> Those ones I put up yesterday are all weird, and they're all from um, – they were actually for Current Geek, and I captured stuff from – or no, Singing in the Rain, of all things. This old... Did you do any editing to them, or no. that's how it actually looks in the movie? That's how they look. Like nightmare fuel. Yeah, that guy, the, <laughs> the guy that like yells and gets up in the crowd and makes a face. Horrifying. One where people are doing weird things with their hands, and it's like so fast, I don't even know what they're doing. They're just like, I'm just. <laughs> yeah. Next time you see singing in the rain, you'll know. You'll you'll recognize it. All right. It was terrifying. That it was, was good. That was a good time. Good good walk down memory lane there, folks. Now time for this. Whoops. This. <laughs> Emails. That's right. Emails. We got two of them. They came to us. Uh, came came to us. Came to us at courtheroesforyou.com. We got one from R. Dunn, who says this is not heroes related, in the least. But the fact that you said Men in Tights is the worst movie Mel Brooks ever made floored me. How dare you? Keep up the good work, says R. Dunn. I didn't say that. No, but I, I did. Something else. I- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would like everyone to remember it wasn't just me. Who doesn't like Mel Brooks movies generally? I like plenty of his movies. Oh, I do too. Uh, you were you were bagging on Mel Brooks just as bad. Yes, and I like Mel Brooks some of his movies as well, but I think you and I were full agreement on Men in Tights. I I like Spaceballs more than you you do, but I'm also not kidding myself. It's not a great movie. I would say like Scott was the most hardcore. Yeah. Yeah, he's the MVP yeah. of the, that match. Yeah, yeah. But you, I happen to on the like one that's very popular. <laughs> that's that's the problem. Mm. Like, there's you not got a most lot mercenary people... captures on the Mel Brooks end. <laughs> <laughs> right. There's not a lot of people who are ready. I mean, this emailer is obviously one of them, but not a lot of people that are going to go to bat for Men in Tights. But a lot of people will go to bat for Spaceballs. As yeah, it turns out, it does turn out that Spaceballs will get. Many defenders, uh, for whatever reason, people like that movie a lot. Uh, Cody wrote in, says, and here's a real email. It says, hey, Scott, John, and Bo, as much as I think. <laughs> what? What? Can I call it a real email? <laughs> now here's a real email. Well, I just meant, you know, the other one was <laughs> Thanks, not sorry, really about heroes. Whatever sorry. You said to this us. is an email about heroes. Let's say that. Yes. Sort of. Actually, this one isn't exactly either. But he says, as much as I think you two gang up on Bo too much. I have to speak up against his labeling of the Horde as the straight-up bad guys. Okay, I want to address something before I continue. I don't think we gang up on... We gang up on Bo? Bo, do you feel like, like you get ganged up on ever? On the here. Show? But look, it happens on all of my shows that I do, not just this one. Because if I'm left unchecked, <laughs> it, it, it's not a... It's, uh, apparently, people believe it's not a good thing. Right. right? <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. That's... That is a hundred percent. I'm in a hundred percent agreement with you. you, you like, if, it's if, not if I was left unchecked, if I was left unchecked, you'd be hearing about Act Three of my play about John Christian, the fictional Prime Minister of Canada, <laughs> in, the, in this 9/11 based uh, play that I was writing about a phone call to George. It was George Bush. Yeah, George Bush. At Look, the time. it's yeah. like this. <laughs> I want to know there, where this if play... we were if we were given a trivia question. And it was, is oxygen important to human beings? (laughs) And someone said false for their answer. It's not ganging up for everyone to be like, why'd you pick that? (laughs) Right. No, that's fair. But also, 
I just want to hear more about this play. I want to know more about the call between your fictional prime minister of Canada calling George. I mean, Bush. it was an idea I had during the 9-11 period of time where, you know, it was about a phone call to George Bush from the Canadian government, John Christian. They were planning it, but people had conflicting ideas about what to do. And I don't remember what the political conversation was at the time, but it resonated with me. And it was this whole thing leading up to this phone call that never actually happens because of drama and because someone's trying to usurp the political power blah, blah, blah. Three act play, three characters. How long? Of a, how long of a play? Like, how long would it take to do the play? Wait a minute, we're hour three characters. We could a, be, a, a hour we could to an hour and a half characters. running time. I wasn't thinking about running time. I was thinking two acts or one act or three oh. acts. I want to be George Bush. Here's what you do: give us no, no. There's no George Bush. There's oh. no George Bush. Oh, he is a care. He is a character off the screen that gets referenced a bunch. I'm sure, but was not a actor. Okay. There was John Christian. There was another one. I think Paul Martin was another character. He was a pretender to the throne. He was a prime minister for a little bit of time, but I think it was only because John Jean Chrétien retired for a little bit. You want to hear more about this? I really kind of think it's fascinating uh, that you wrote a play. I, mean, I want to know more about the play. Scott and I right now are listening for what roles we want to request <laughs> is basically what's happening right now. <laughs> I think it's great. I love this part the side i never just didn't never know about this about you it's like you guys finding out that i was a ballet dancer for 10 years i never I, succeeded as a playwright so you know they just i put on a few stage productions and i love i, stopped that, I love that, that you had that changed. ambition though it's just a cool it's a cool yeah. thing to do to, to have had that experience i think that's rad yeah yeah did actors have to like do what you said and everything and you would like direct them and all that yeah stuff? like i directed some plays that weren't written by me um I, we did oleana by david mamet we did Good Night Desdemona, Good Morning Juliet, Lovers by Brian Friel, all kinds of stuff. And I've done directing and staging and stuff like That's that. That's really like, cool. I mean, yeah. I haven't done any of that. I've, and then we, did our, we had an evening of original productions. I've worked just as the writer and let someone else direct, experience that anxiety. Um, and part of it was I got a job. There was a local theater who had just opened up. And I got a job there managing their box office. Yeah. And there were weeks where the theater was dark. And I said, for a percentage of ticket sales, let me use the theater. And the guy, they said, like, sure. So I just staged my own stuff to the university at his whole theater <laughs> to myself. It was an amazing experience. Go. That sounds um, so cool. Yeah. And they were like, you know, low-end productions. There weren't, you know, but a lot of people worked for free and got experience acting outside of the university environment. <sighs> I've only ever some done of them acting and are doing a lighting board. That's mm. all some, I've Some of the people I know are working in acting and in you know, I saw in Canadian television again. I don't think any of them have made it big in the states or anything like that. But yeah, you know, that's really cool. So look, I never did any of that stuff. I draw funny pictures and I say shit. <laughs> that's what that's I do. I wish I had. Well, I, I at said the down. end of every Frog Pants show bumper. <laughs> I draw funny pictures and I say shit. <laughs> this has been a Frog Pants production. <laughs> Look, I sat down to draw some There Will Be Dungeons fan art, and I gave him about 20 minutes later. It looked like a five-year-old could draw better than me. I was like, this is not my... Well, we all my time have, is better served elsewhere. We all have our things, but that just... I don't know. There's an ambition to that that I, that I uh, admire, so that's pretty cool. One of these days, you'll have to... I don't know. I have to start a, writing again, man. You should start writing again. It's the internet. We could do a, <laughs> could do a, a three-part YouTube uh, mini-series. You could do a core origin comic. <laughs> <laughs> we can make our own realm in the Nexus. That's allowed, right? Um, 
The Smidian. Say so, yeah. All Smidian in the chat wants is one night playing more horror games with John. Look, calm down, everybody. You'll, you'll get your thing one day. All right. Uh, sorry, I never finished this email. He says, well, as a Horde fan, I do agree if you compared both sides equally. The Horde has done more bad things and committed more atrocities. When it comes to Alarak Valley, he is in the wrong. Valley is the home of the Frost Wolves and settled there after being exiled from the old Horde. It is those dirty mountain dwellers, the dwarves, uh, the dwarves that decided the natives should be evicted for the resources that were in the valley. Even Hots acknowledges when you pick a side that the Alliance wants resources and the Horde defends their home. Back in WoW, uh, this helped contrast the Battleground Warsong Gulch, where the Horde was making like a Captain Planet villain cutting down trees for the wood. So call the Horde the bad guys fine, just not in relation to the Battleground where... Uh, the supposed good guys are clashing with the natives. Anyways, listen and... Th- or no, any... Uh, uh, sorry, always listen and thanks for all you do, Cody. So, uh, Bo, your your response. It's an atrocity. What he's saying is Altrac, uh, yeah, Altrac Valley, an atrocity perpetrated by the dwarven buttholes in the mountains, is what he's saying. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't argue that they're both being buttholes in both these cases by the sounds of it. <laughs> It's a good pivot. <laughs> I really like the way Bo turned that into like nowhere to go. So yes, let's agree that both are bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you really want to peel the layers back, World of Warcraft and all fantasy games, but in particular, wow, I'm going to call it out. Some of the most race conscious, let's say race conscious, if not racist games, you know, like it's, it's literally race war the game like it's two factions of races that are diametrically opposed and there's no racism in the game but when you have to pick a character and your character belongs to a side exception being the pandaren um it's a race war and so you know uh you could just look at the whole game and be like dump it on its head it's a good point Uh, if yeah, that stuff but, is, you know, yeah. we don't think about those things. We're just enjoying a game and leave us alone. But, uh, you know, if you want to go down that hole, yeah, that's 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 what's at the bottom of the hole is it's a big pile of racist that, stuff. That's true, and it's easy to it's easy to cherry-pick one conflict from the overall war, one like, battle. Why say, can't they be an alliance orc? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, why can't yeah, you? Are there no defectors apart from Gamora or Corona? Yeah, she's back on me? the horde. Yeah, she's back on the horde side. Horde side. Yeah. Also, she, <clears throat> she's uh, I would be yeah. a dwarven horde in a heartbeat. Also, wasn't Garona? Garona is only an orc in the movie. She's a half Drenai in the book or in the book in the games, right? Wasn't yeah. she? Or is yeah, that retcon yeah. now where she was an orc? Yeah. I don't know. She's half some. And given that <laughs> a couple of decades have passed and that she's the only half of one race, and like there are no other, like, there's no like, oh, there's sort of one. Caligos is technically a half elf when he's in his person form. Okay, but he's a dragon, right? I know he assumes the form of you something. Gotta take we've the dragon aspects. <laughs> the dragon aspects have to come out of this conversation. That is a weekly thread on Reddit. Chromie isn't a real gnome. Put a gnome in the game, and it's like, oh my god, guys, get a grip. Really? But there, is that a thing people are demanding? It's a weekly thread or a comment or something. I, it comes up often. That's but silly. Isn't Alex Straza a real dragon? <laughs> But she's not a real human. Not a real human is the point, yeah. 
Yeah. But it's we have that, tons of humans in the I was going to say, do we not have enough humans? There seems to be a shitload. No one complaining sure. about humans. It's the gnomes. Yeah. The gnome oh, fans okay. want a real gnome. Yeah, they want a real gnome. point out, excuse me, but Chromie's not a real gnome. We don't have one in the game yet. <laughs> um, you know, and, and fair enough. But um, the point I'm trying to make is that, like, you know, there's after these decades, there's no, like, half Drenai, half... Uh, um, Night elf? No, that's what's the weirdest combination? Oh, uh, what's if the weirdest take kid a Torin, get a Torin, what is that? A, 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 a Gobrin or a, a Torlin? A Toblin? A Toblin? Oh, <laughs> like well. where's my mixed races? Stop adding new races. Let's add, um, you know, uh, the product of interspecial lovemaking i desperately want to see a rendering of this goblin torrent combo i think there's a a goblin gnome couple in the new book really yeah are they gonna have a coitus and uh produce children (laughs) noblins i I, I don't know i don't want to give spoilers so we'll say i don't know chatroom says it should be called a torbjorn Nice. <laughs> Torbjorn is pretty good. That was yeah, nice uh, Kill Marnock twelve eighty five. It said that. Congratulations, well done. All right. Uh, Red Rocket Rick says, "Let's not play God here, people." Yeah, you're probably right. I, I don't know. I like kind of. It's, it's not God for a Torin to fall. Not playing God for a Torin to fall in love with a Goblin. No, I it's mean just there was a period of time where I was convinced that what we needed was we needed the results of a Worgen gnome union, and oh. they just turn into puppies when they transform. Ooh, that's all right. I think that's a pretty good idea. That's all right. They seem kind of useless, but yes, I think that was not bad. <laughs> Uh, well, all right. Thank you, Cody. <laughs> and are done for your emails. You can send your emails to core at heroesforyou.com or you can do it on the website at heroesforyou.com. There's a link that says contact us right up top. Just contact. Boom, bam, bim. It's in my hands. I know we have it here for the show. Whichever way you prefer is fine with us. Uh, all right. Like I said, don't leave when we hang up here uh, because we're going to give some codes away. You're getting your own fresh uh, hot copy of Urel in uh for four at least four of you today um we've got some more that we're going to give away on the instance and then a couple more maybe next week on this show so uh we'll see how that goes also next week uh we're still trying to figure out what night we're going to do it but um because of the holiday here in the u.s uh the fourth of july we will not be having a show that night uh so we don't know when yet but we'll figure it out and get it on a different night that uh week so watch for that little business there and we're going to play games after this so stick around if you want to watch that patreon.com slash core show is where you can help support us thank you everyone who does and if you haven't done it consider it it's a great way to keep the lights on here at core and uh support things you like so go check that out again patreon.com slash core show heroes for you.com for everything else that will do it for us for me for john for Bo. we'll see you next time This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. That's a good question. <laughs>